Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Sam Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody, and welcome to another Monday, aka the day all the small games comes out every week now for the rest of our lives until something happens. Possibly next week, we never know. Yes, true. What's your name? Uh, my name is Andrew Levins, and with me is Jonathan Valenzuela, as you've, as you've come to expect. Uh, so this week, we are going to be delving even deeper into a game we started talking about last week. We are doing a spoiler review of Little Nightmares 2, a game that I finished about five minutes ago. Oh, uh, boy. So it's all fresh in my mind. I got all these theories and I can't wait to spew them out. Uh, we'll also be talking about another game that we talked about last week that John has also started called The Pathless. Um, and uh, I've, been, uh, I've been digging deep into my back catalogue and realizing there's hundreds of games on all of my consoles that I have not even started yet. And so I'm going to try and put a dent in uh, my back catalog this year because there've been like a bunch of things that I thought I was looking forward to this year, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of a lot of drought in when it comes to games this year. And that's fine. Video games pulled us through 2020, but uh, someone someone else is going to have to do the heavy lifting in 2021, I think, some other form of entertainment. Do you think you know how there's the the term pile of shame? Does yeah. that re- does that refer to does it only refer to games that you started and haven't finished or does it include games you haven't even played yet? Of course it includes that. If you've if you've paid money for something and you haven't started or finished or but I f- I like, feel like it's burning people- at you that the, the shame if, if no if you feel shame about something that you own that you that you paid money for or you know that you received and you haven't put the time that it deserves. That's 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 the shame. That's the part. But no, of what I, what I'm trying to say is, I feel like there should be an extra level, like a pile mm. of super shame, because like at least if you've played a game but haven't finished it, it's like, oh, I feel shame. I should go back and wrap that up. But if you've dropped money and haven't touched it, then that's like, it's a pile of Catholic shame or something like that. <laughs> like Catholic the ne- guilt. <laughs> the next level sort of thing. Because I've got I've got a bunch of that. Like I have off the top of my head, uh, this creature in the creature in the well. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I finished that. Paid money for that. Haven't touched it yet. Oh uh, wow, you'd like it more than I do. I, I do. I think. There's a there's a few more like that on my Switch. There's so many on Steam. 
Um, and probably a couple on my Xbox as well, like Game Pass games that have been like, mm, I'll have that, and then didn't touch. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, does, does, uh, does Game Pass count? Because in, in that case, when we all have hundreds of games in our, in our, in our pile of shame. That is true, actually. Um, um, I, yeah, I reckon games, if you scroll there's, through... There's another special category for Game Pass, probably. <laughs> I, if you scrolled through and and looked at all the unplayed games, including all the collections, just on my Switch alone, I think over five hundred games, easy. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So c- come at me, anyone who think they can they, they can beat me. I have the highest pile of Catholic guilt. Five hundred games of summer, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Levens. Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Thank Thank you very much. Oh, um, so I knew you were coming for that one, and I had to move quick. Um, you, you're lucky this Zoom has lag, buddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the game that I've been delving into, um, it's been it came out in, geez, 2018, the end of 2018, and um, I played an hour of it. And I said on on on, I think I talked about it on the podcast, but I remember I stopped playing because I didn't like it because I was a pig. <laughs> the game right. I'm talking about is Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. Um, okay. A game developed by Game Atelier and uh, published by FDG Entertainment, um, and it's based on um, the Wonder Boy series that was on Sega Master System. Uh, one of which was uh, released as a Switch release game, like a Switch uh, launch game. Um, I played most of that too. I never finished it. Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap. But in this game, uh, you are a prince who uh, gets cursed, and you turn into a pig. And then you basically um, traverse this area full of enemies and secrets and puzzles. Um, and it's a Metroidvania, essentially. But instead of getting power-ups, you are getting uh, crystals or gems or whatever that allow you to turn into different other animals. So when you are a pig, you can't jump very high. All you can do is like prod prod things with your, with your hand. Like you can shove people, I guess, and that hurts the, your enemies. So you're pretty weak. Um, you can't run very fast. It's not a very fun way to experience the first hour of the game. Right. And uh, I remember getting really bored of a, uh, a situation where I just I kept dying over and over because I was impatient because the pig was so slow. And I wasn't like, you know, putting the, uh, the patience uh, into, into playing as this character. And so I just stopped playing it. And uh, there is a new game coming out. Um, that is uh, also based on Wonder Boy, the Wonder Boy series. Do you know much about Wonder Boy, John? Not a whole lot. Um, I mean, I, I played it a couple of times as a kid, but I don't know, don't know a huge amount. He's the dude with the loincloth, right? Is Occasion- Wonder Boy occasionally gets I mean- a skateboard? No, no I'm thinking Wonder of Alex. Bo- that's Alex Kidd. Alex Kidd doesn't have a loincloth either, though. I think you might be thinking of Teddy Boy. <laughs> Maybe there's a bunch of weird Master System games. Um, Wonder Boy is basically a, like a, always a prince that can turn into different animals and animals, all the, the creatures that he can turn into, be it dragon or snake, um, can can move differently in the world and also, um, you know, they're more powerful. Some of them, sometimes they wield swords and shields. It's pretty fun. Uh, you know, it, it first came out in 1986 and uh, a lot of amazing ideas for a game that old, that's for sure. But uh, so there's a new game in the series... Um, Wonder Boy, uh, Asher in Monster World, and that's coming out later this year. In In Games are publishing it out. I N I N Games. Um, so really looking forward to that one. It looks like they're kind of messing with some uh, like very Unreal Engine kind of like 3D sprites, but um, 
not sprites, sorry, 3D, like, you know, polygonal characters and that. But uh, the Monster Boy and the, and the Cursed Kingdom is this gorgeously animated game. Do you remember it when it came out, John? Yep. Uh, yeah. I, th- I remember you talking about it and I think you're, t- like, you're saying the platforming is a bit floaty. Yeah, because you're this stupid pig who can't jump right. very high. Um, but I was like 15 minutes away from getting the gem that turns you into a snake who can like like slither along the ground really quickly and bash his head into rocks and spit venom at people. It's so much fun. Uh, and so uh, over the last few nights, I've been doing lots of traveling. Um, not, you know, not significant, but, you know, train an, an hour sure. or two on the train. So I've been, uh, yeah, scooting about through, um, through Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. And I am now on my fourth animal. Um, okay. Yeah, and what were the uh, what yeah. were the next two you unlocked? A uh, pig, a, frog. Got a snake, ooh, frog, a nice. frog with a, a frog with a sword, uh, and then a lion with a sword. Um, Hell yeah! And the frog rules. The frog can like slingshot around the stages with his tongue, um, and uh, is just you know generally stronger overall. Can jump higher, obviously. Uh, and I've just got the lion. So yeah, I'm I'm a, can, I'm loving this man. Can you switch back and forth between animals? Yeah, and and also the pig. I, I didn't realize how good the pig is because the pig can also do magic. You find truffles because he can... Yeah, that's right. He can jump and he can prod, but he can also, if you hold the A button, he can sniff. Okay. <laughs> so uh, he can like sniff out secrets and then you can also sniff out truffles and then you eat the truffle and then that gets you um, magic powers. So he can like do all these weird magic-based attacks. Um, just just it, like the French. Yeah, that's right. It is so fun, man. Uh, it's a it's a brilliantly animated game with like tons of ideas, heaps of secrets, great soundtrack. Um, I feel a fool for, uh, for for dogging it in 2018, but I feel like any game that comes out in December runs the risk of just being like you know run over by any other. In- like so many games kind of come out in that last month, and then you kind of. You're trying to get through your back catalogue of games that you want to consider for game of the year discussions, all that kind of nonsense. Um, yeah. But if you are like me and you uh, and you dropped off of Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom early, uh, go and give it a shot. It is really, really beautiful and really great, and uh, a great way to ready yourself for Asha in Monster World later this year. Now, speaking speaking of games that didn't get their proper due first time round, mm. I uh, I am I am very happy to go on record and say. Holy shit, The Pathless fucking slaps. It's so good, right? Like, what a what a great game. What are you playing it on? Uh, my laptop. Oh, okay, great. So yeah. through Apple Arcade on your laptop? No, 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 no. Through uh, Epic Game Store. Oh, great. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, have so a, I, I, I have a PC laptop. I can't play Apple Arcade through that shit. Um, um, one day. But um, obviously, all devices are owned by the one company. <laughs> yeah, but obviously, yeah. Like it, in past episodes, I I gave my first run at this on Apple Arcade on my iPhone, and just was like, that was a horrible fucking experience. I I you know I'm like this game, this is terrible. But I think it's indicative. I think a while ago you were talking about how Apple Arcade want to really refocus their efforts on games that make sense for the platform. Yes. Yeah, this is the perfect example of just because you can doesn't mean you should, essentially. Well, I guess when you factor in the fact that if you, you can um, use a controller and then and play Apple Arcade games on your TV, yeah. um, then, then, then the pathless makes sense as an Apple Arcade game. But yeah, I've been playing it on my PS5. I know last week I was, I was very ambitious. 
I said that by the time we record next, I'll have finished Little Nightmares 2. <laughs> I think I said Bowser's Fury. Did I say Captain Toad as well? No, I okay. don't think so. Because I finished that this morning. Oh, um, hell yeah. And I said I would finish The Pathless. Um, so yeah, um, I, I managed to finish Bowser's Fury, um, Little Nightmares 2, and Captain Toad. <laughs> right. But uh, I have not been able to put any more time into, uh, into The Pathless because I've been playing it on PS5. Can't take that wherever you want to go. Indeed. Although apparently remote play is, uh, it's easier to do than it used to be. So I'm thinking about it. But the question is, what, what are you going to remote play on? Well, you can get this controller, and you know I love buying things that I'll use twice. Sure. Um, <laughs> you get this controller that sits either side of your phone. I don't know. Maybe it's worth doing. I, one, I saw a... one issue I found when playing the Pathless on my phone is it heated the CPU up so much. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, okay. That good. the screen just got progressively darker and darker the more I played. Like, that was, the, that was my huge issue with it to begin with, is I literally couldn't see to move around the map. Because but with all... re- remote play, you're kind of you're streaming it, so I think there's less risk of the CPU getting cooked. Potentially, I mean, remote like I'd be very interested to see if it's a possibility, and mm-hmm. you know, just what you need another another thing that you can play on the run. But um, <laughs> but I mean, it look five hundred you... games I haven't even opened yet. But yeah, <laughs> everything um, everything you said last week is right. It's just what an incredible experience to play to run around. I finished the first kind of boss. Battle against Cernos, I think he's called the the deer spirit thing. Yep. And what an what an amazing like experience to to be sprinting along, nailing the little you know markers that you shoot to give yourself power. This thing's launching attacks at you. Absolutely incredible. One of my one of my favorite things, and it's such a little thing, but from a game design and mechanic point of view, I really love it. Is so you. You know, you get your pet eagle, and mm-hmm. you go in, you go into the areas that are maybe a little too saturated with evil energy, and your eagle kind of gets overtaken by it and stops functioning. Yeah, I love that you then have to pat your eagle, and not only do you do you say you hold a button, the eagle flies to your hand, and you start patting it, but you have to direct your hand over its body where to go to get like rid wipe, of all this. Wipe the corruption off it. Yeah, yeah, wipe the corruption. It's just it's such a like. It's such a great tactile little mechanic that really connects you to the the eagle. Mm-hmm. I just think I was like, oh, this is a fantastic bit of game design right here. I mean, it's it's the world is beautiful. Um, it's it's not necessarily very detailed, but it's just there's an elegance in its simplicity. I love when you get up to a really high point, you can look around the surrounding area and be like, oh. There's something interesting over there. I'm going to head that way. Like, yeah, that it was... feels like Breath of the Wild in that regard. Like, it's, yeah. it's definitely like very Zelda influence, but the the way you traverse the the is just completely unique and something I've never experienced in a game before. You have to keep hitting your targets if you want to keep moving fast and jumping high. It's such a cool idea. Because um, wa- it... yeah, walking in the gra- walking in the game is grindingly slow. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm so glad you're playing it. It's really good. It looks like, you know, for what you said about it being not very detailed, it looks gorgeous and is very fast on my TV. Oh, um, that was, it's it's another thing that I'm like, God, I love this new laptop because this is like, I checked out the, the graphics settings and everything is on high and it is running buttery smooth. And I'm oh, like, oh, 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 love you. I love you, laptop. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so that is uh, a game that I guess we're both going to be trying to finish. I feel like I finished way more games so far than this this year than I had this time last year. 
Yeah, um, seems fair. Yeah. Um, this time last year, I think I, I think I'd only finished Kunai. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, right. I, I was the same as well. I think that that's all I'd done. Um, um, but I've, I've been smashing them this this year. It's been fun. I mean, coronavirus was only just kicking off at this point. Well, last no, year. we were living in the denial period where we didn't think it would even come to Australia. This that's last right. Year. So funny to think about. I remember, like, I had a trip to Japan booked in in April. And I was like, oh, it seems like it's kind of kicking off over there. Should I be worried? Should we maybe cancel our trip or postpone it? And like 80% of the responses are like, dude, get over it. Like, it's it's nothing. It'll blow over. Who gives a shit? Like, it, it's so funny. It's just a cold. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> that. I remember that thread. Um, all right. Should we get down to business? Well, if that's the business of telling everybody that we have finally started in all the small games Patreon, then You're hell yeah, right John. Let's do that. Uh, because yeah, we have uh, we finally bit the bullet. We've figured out a few things that we would like to offer. Um, obviously, we are committing to uh, making this a weekly show, um, and uh, we would love to, uh, I guess, know that that is uh, the the right thing that we're doing. So, if you would like to support the show, I mean, it is a big chunk of time out of our weeks, a fun chunk, but a chunk all the same. Um, and uh, we thought we would create some kind of perks uh, to go along with it. Um, so we have uh, started our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash all the small games. Very, very easy to remember, patreon.com slash all the small games. Um, uh, the immediate perk uh, that we've already set up and it got running uh, is a fantastic little Discord community. Um, we've, uh, we've added a few uh, friends and other podcasters that we know that play indie games uh, into the, into the, the group. Um, and I've spent a lot of time going through and making sure we've got some awesome little subcategories we've got like i mean it's it's a, it's a discord channel that doesn't have anything that isn't games related at this point so if that sounds appealing to you definitely come on in we have like subheadings that are like small games big games trailers switch xbox playstation pc everything else let's play together if you want to set up uh you know chances to play with people that like small games just like you i believe we're thinking about setting up a uh, killer queen black match or two in the very near future which is exciting and of course there's board games now uh we are going to also be doing a game of the month club with our patrons where we all choose a different indie game uh each month each month uh and then we spend the month playing it in the last week of the month john and i will record a bonus episode uh, that'll be patreon only uh, about that game um i think you know it'll be like either john and i picking a favorite or an old classic to revisit, or maybe even something that it, neither of us have ever played before, and, and, and patrons can vote um, as to what that game can be. We'll be kind of like trying to pick games that are maybe on arcade or Game Pass, so people aren't spending extra money each month um, to uh, to play all these extra games. But I'm sure that there's lots of you know, I mean, small games are never too expensive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's patreon.com slash all the small games. There's the Discord community, Games of the Month Club, and we're going to have a few uh, goals. The first goal that we that when we meet, it it's going to be another extra podcast each month. Um, so you know, you got, you've got the weekly podcast, you've got the monthly games of the month podcast, the game club, whatever it is. And then uh, me and Archie and John, uh, depending on whether we can make, John has the time, but I'm happy to do this one with Archie if, if, we, if it needs to be. Archie, of course, being my seven-year-old son who is a massive game, uh, sorry, a board game freak. Uh, he and I will start a podcast that comes out once a month about board games. And uh, I might keep that in the free feed as well. So basically we, we want to, we just want to, we started the Patreon as extra incentive for us to make more content. Um, yes. And so if, if, you, if you like this show, 
Um, if you've gotten heaps of recommendations of games that you love or we're like that weird little beacon uh, where it's the only people talking about the things you like <laughs> um, and you want to show us a little bit of support or thanks, um, patreon.com slash all the small games is where to go. $5 a month is uh, the only tier we have at the moment. Who knows if we'll add something uh, in the future and we'll make some stickers or merch or some fun stuff like that in the future and up it. But uh, for the time being, just $5 a month is all we're offering. Um, if you want to give more, that's up to you and we'd be very appreciated. But uh, look, we love doing the show um, and it is that thing where both of us uh, are busy and we would love to dedicate more time to the show. But unfortunately, um, I believe uh, it was George Jetson's boss himself that said, time is money, Jetson. Um, it's a <laughs> very relevant, very relevant <laughs> to today. A, it's a deep cut. <laughs> I was just trying to think of like who in the world has said time is money at one point. George Jetson's wife, uh, bro, uh, boss, Mister Spacely, yes. Spacely Sprockets. Uh, man, this should make a Jetsons game. That'd be fun. What would it uh, be though? Uh, your George Jetson's boss. Pitch, pitch a Jetsons game. Uh, I mean, it's just like the opening credits of the Jetsons, and you have to pick up all of your um. Like it just never, it never stops going, like it never stops. So first it goes like meet George Jetson, daughter Judy, Jane, his wife, his son Elroy, also he has a dog and he's his <laughs> boss. <laughs> that guy he met on the subway last week, the, the lady who it makes just, him milkshakes. <laughs> it's just, it's just everyone in the Jetsons world and you're picking And you have them to up. pick them all up in your spaceship. Um, it's it. a seven hour, it's a seven hour game. <laughs> Funded. <laughs> Um, but yeah, patreon.com slash all the small games. Maybe we'll make our official Jetsons game a stretch goal uh, <laughs> to, for us to try and work towards. Right. Uh, but, uh, but thanks so much for any, everyone that, uh, that, 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 that will support us. We appreciate it a lot. And um, we won't make too much stuff Patreon exclusive. Um, but, you know, if anything, it'll make more content to be shared in the regular feed. So if you want to uh, contribute to that, we would appreciate a lot. All the small games can be found at patreon.com slash all the small games. Thank you very much. Now on with the message from our sponsors. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch, your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Thank you, sponsors. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you, Spacely so, Sprockets. Oh, that would be so good if it was Spacely Sprockets. Um, but it was probably like... Actually, the best thing is on HeyFam, we make fun of um, the Foxtel um, streaming service Binge a lot. And yeah. um, Acast has, has been scheduling Binge ads in every HeyFam oh. episode for the last month. It's so God, good. God damn. 
<laughs> biting the hand that feeds us. That's Hey Fam, the podcast. Yeah. Um, so, uh, look, uh, it's been 25 minutes now, but that's how long it's been since I've finished the uh, sequel to Little Nightmares, Little Nightmares 2. This is a game um, made by... Who were they called? Okay, Tarsia. It's Tarsia Studios, published by Bandai Namco. Are we are we are we dropping the spoiler gate here? Yes, we've given you twenty minutes. I know a lot of that was me talking about asking you to give me money, but uh, if you don't want any more spoilers for um, Little Nightmares Two, um, then stop listening. But if you are someone that doesn't care about spoilers, or if you have played Little Nightmares Two, keep on listening, fellas, because uh, we're going to get very deep in uh, all of the uh, plot points, and you know if 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 there is even going to be a future of this game. Um, after after experiencing the ending of this game, so right. um, spoiler spoiler gate down. Okay, it's down. Let me let me stop you there, baby. It ain't a sequel. It's a prequel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it is fucking a wild. <laughs> because at the end of Little Nightmares one six is that her name six six yeah six six the main character that you play as in that game um you she has the power to like suck in people's powers right like she she Just, like. Yeah, sucking their basically. life force. Yeah, um, and that's how the, the 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 final boss dies. Like six has, I guess she ends that game with magical powers, and um, I was playing this game and I was like, hold on a minute, doesn't six have magic powers? Yeah, <laughs> doesn't doesn't she have all these like cool? And I was waiting for them to maybe explain why she doesn't, um, and then yeah, so uh, she ends up being like kind of the antagonist of this game, or one of many. Uh, I guess the, the the final antagonist, and then it kind of suggests that this is the beginning of a infinite loop. Yeah. Um, that that little nightmare is the first game is uh, is held is is a part of. Um, have you? I, I've not played the DLC for the first game. Does that kind of tie into the main no. story at all? No, right? The, okay, sure. The, D, the DLC it ties into the main story, but it doesn't it doesn't give you any more. It's basically like another kid on the ship. Sneaking around, I don't know. Do you want the DLC spoiled? Do you have any plans on playing it? Um, after playing this, fuck no, for a while. Right. Um, I've, I've played two little nightmares games in a month, and that is a lot of uh, of, of of janky jumping uh, for me. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So in the in the DLC, you basically I, play- I legitimately I don't think I have ever yelled I hate this cunt so many times <laughs> when this stupid kid misses a jump for the fiftieth fucking time. God. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 talk through the game. So automatically off the bat, the movement still bugs you so much. God, I wish they made it tighter. I just like, I, I think I think it is this game looks gorgeous. I think the sound design is phenomenal. I think the enemy design is so fun in this game, and like above all, this game has so many incredible ideas in it. It like has like. You can tell that they're, they're pulling influences from so many horror, big horror mainstays. Like, you know, even The Ring plays a massive element oh, of course, uh, in, yeah. in this game, um, which I was not expecting at all. Um, but, like, there's some amazing, like, you know, like enemies that you only encounter in certain areas and, like, the way you dispose of them is so f- wonderful. Um, but I just wish they tightened up the platforming. I just, I, I think in a game where, like, Yes, like you are, you're being chased by monsters. That that's really really fun and exciting. Why can't I also accidentally fall off a stair a stairwell because the the camera is is at a diff, difficult angle? I, like what does that bring to the game? Why I, can I miss a jump so easily? I agree that there are 
There are definitely sections that are super frustrating in terms of the movement. Um, God knows, I mean, the one 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 part that we were discussing over message over over Facebook Messenger was the the hallway of hands in the hospital yep. section. And amazing, amazing set piece. Like so fun, but so ter- a set, so a set piece l- loses its charm if you have to play through an element of it ten times. Yeah, and I think the big issue for me at that point was the camera angle is not conducive to me re- recognizing where the hitbox for the hands are, is. I found the so, hitbox w- really inconsistent as well. So I had to like, I had to really exaggerate my dodging of these hands and it still took me 10 to 12 runs through this hallway just to get through it. So I, I totally, I totally see your frustration. I think as I discussed last week, I think the developers definitely tuned some elements of the environment to give you more of a hint of this is where you should be trying to jump from to, to, to nail a jump, etc. And if I'm feeling particularly generous I, I'm willing to allow that, like, you're playing as a kid. Of course a kid doesn't move as, like, coordinated as gracefully as other characters. But you are absolutely correct in that the camera angle is sometimes your biggest enemy in this game. Yeah, and then for me, yeah, I guess it's, like, depth. Like, I still don't yeah. think this game... Like, it definitely used it, like, used the third dimension more than the first game. But I still reckon this game would be so much better if they just kept it two-dimensional, yeah. um, a la Inside, um, which is still is still absolute king of these this style of game for me. Oh, definitely. Um, and I think this one is a, is actually probably second now. Um, I think this has this has some great games and I think great great moments. And I think overall, I liked two more than the first Little Nightmares game. But like oh. just like just when you have to play the same sequence over and over again, like the part where the you're there's water surrounding you and it's electrified and so you've got to climb into a room um and then climb all the way up these shelves flick the switch off then you have to jump back down move this shopping trolley so when you are actually moving the platform yourself and it's really really hard to figure out like when crash bandicoot jumps in the remakes of crash there's a shadow beneath him so you know where he's going to land i thought that was that was a really great way of them making those games a little fairer because like, you know, nothing worse than getting through a really hard level of platforming and then you misjudge a jump that just because it's like, you know, the angle is weird. Um, I wish there was something like, did you, did you have to do that se- sequence a lot with the shopping trolley? No. Okay. I, I did it so many times. I was cursing at my TV, man. <laughs> Cause I, I, um, one thing I did before I turned the power back on, which I, from memory you have to do in that section is I tested the jump out first, so I kind of yeah. got I kind of got an idea of it, and I think from I keep saying again from, I'm I'm impatient I'm very impatient so sure I think <laughs> I think yeah. the the part where you drag the shopping trolley into as well the they've designed the floor in such a way that if you let go of the shopping trolley it will roll and settle into a particular point oh that part was fine but then you have to roll it to somewhere else where it doesn't have a particular point sure I think the I second still, part. And I mean, and the fucking it's like the wheel all four of the wheel locks are on because dragging this thing is the slowest yeah. thing in the world. Dragging dragging anything in this game is brutal. Like it doesn't there were times where I'm like, I'll try pushing it and it doesn't seem to understand what pushing is. So it'll <laughs> just it'll just pivot like it's trying to pull. Yeah. Alright, so 
the movement is still not yeah. great. I feel like they've improved it a little bit. In Look, terms there of are parts like, where it's amazing. Like the part where you're in the morgue and you're pulling out like bodies essentially to create platforms for yourself so you can climb up the shelves. That was brilliant. And I had no problem. Like, and the, and the, the part where they first introduced the, the mechanic of the teleporting televisions, absolutely phenomenal. So yeah. great. I was like, and oh, I, I didn't, like I had no, you know, there was no annoying deaths for a great long period of time. But then you encounter just a, a, a scenario where you're just, like I definitely got past the point where I, 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 I you're right. The, the language of the game is easy to understand the more you play of it. And I wasn't stuck going like, what does it want me to do here? And then you realize all it wants you to do is drag a box over or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were just a few scenarios where dying repeatedly really soured my, my experience with the game. That's fair. Uh, so let's, let's go bit by bit. I found the bit at the, like the tutorial, essentially the whole bit with the hunter. Yep. That for me, I was a bit like, "What is? What does this have to do with the wider game?" Sure. And I get like when I went because I started kind of I half fast started a second playthrough and I realized that you start in front of a TV. Ah, uh, of course. So yeah, you've right. you've clearly escaped from Pale City. Yep. As this cycle starts again. Uh, and it very much reminded me of Inside that first bit, like starting deep in the woods, being being chased oh, by figures with guns and torches, that kind of thing. Um, I mean, it was very, it was it was cool as a, um, it was cool as uh, an intro, but it did it did sort of like when you reach Pale City, that's where I feel like the game kicks off properly. Mm, definitely. But I'd be very th- interested. I really hope they do story DLC because I want to know how um, Six ended up in that house. So if, if if it were to act as a prequel, I guess yeah, she is. Is she just some kid, or yeah, that's is she true. someone else? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, next up is the school, and I think hands down the school is my absolute favorite part of this game. So we have uh, a few villains, a few enemies in this one. Um, we have lots of. Uh, Little kids who have had their heads removed and replaced with do- big doll heads, um, who uh, kind of like move about like monkeys, I guess, and will like launch themselves at you. Um, I, have to, I should say, like, I, it's very surprising that um, this game is never gory. It's always scary and spooky, but never gory. Yeah, that's um, true. Because, um, like, I feel like any most other games, when when an enemy like jumps on you, you'd see yourself. Maybe I've just played too much Last of Us, but you know, you'll see the character's head get ripped ripped off with their neck t- torn apart. You know, um, but this one, like, you know, the, the enemy attaches itself to you, and then you, then it just goes like, and you, and you yeah. reset, restart. Um, but the main villain in that is this like straight out of a Junji Ito manga, like this teacher with this big head and this uh, the ability to just stretch her neck. We're talking like, you know, from three like a, screens away. Like, it's, like a snake, it's, yeah. Yeah. And, and slithering, her neck and her head slithering after you as you like desperately try to get away from her. And I um, love the little bit as you, towards the beginning of the school, there's that little bit of foreshadowing where, literally foreshadowing, where there's a shadow in the background and you see like her long neck kind of withdraw and then the head pop back onto her body. Yes. And it's like, what though? I, was, I remember that first time around being like, what was that? What the hell am I walking into here? But um, yeah, all the, all the little kids, I think it's sort of the primary... I mean, you encounter them a lot throughout the thing. They're called bullies. And um, right. I love that um, 
there are all these little set pieces like you because when you're walking through the school at the beginning and you you hit certain floorboards and traps are sprung yes fantastic like there's that time which you can use against the bullies too yeah if you time it right there's that great where you get you climb up into a room where there's a kid tied to the wall or like he's attached to the wall with a long rope and he's wearing a dunce cap yes so yes good. totally and if yeah so you've got to try it basically this introduces something that, that uh, i've never experienced i think you alluded to this happening in the in the dlc but you basically get a weapon in this game you you either get like a, an axe or a pipe or a bat something that you can that you can break because you, you can smash the heads of these like bully doll children mm. um and then later on uh, there are these like disembodied hands that you um that you have to attack too um at one point, this becomes like like a, a purely a, a, an action game where yeah. um, you, you are just like walking through hallways of, of these little of these kids with porcelain doll heads that are chasing after you, and you have to time your um, your hits right because um, Mono, who you're playing as this kid, if he, if he misses, it takes a minute for, a second for him to like lift it back up and take another hit, and if you're if you're still trying to pull your weapon up when the um, enemies attack you, 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 you'll just get taken out immediately. Um, so it was yeah, like some good strategy just like to, to those sequences. It was really fun. And I love it. I just, I just remembered there's one, there's one tiny like quality of life element in the gameplay. I'm so glad they did. You no longer have to pick keys up and hold them as you run around. Yes. You yep. just stow them away. And then when you get to the lock that they're for, it pulls it out. Oh my God. Yeah, that's great. just... Game so... You finish the school, there's that amazing chase through the vent at the very end. Which I'm very upset didn't end with her getting decapitated. I so wanted that as well. Like, you wouldn't <laughs> believe. When when you walk away from the school, I'm like, wait, I didn't get to kill the teacher? Yep. Um, and then you make your way to the next section. You, you go through a little bit, of, um, little bit of the town and you get that great scene where Six finds her raincoat. Yes, that's right. Love that a little bit. Yeah, I, when that happened, I was like, oh my god, this is it! And I had to stop and explain the entirety of Little Nightmares to my wife, Jo. Oh, wow, Jo, watched you play this? That's great. No, she didn't, she didn't watch me play it, but she was in the room as it happened, and I was like, <gasps> like, had a big reaction to it. She's like, what the fuck's going on? And I was like, alright, so there's this kid called Six. Um, <laughs> then you make your way to the hospital. And the hospital, I think... The hospital for me was the scariest part of the game. Yeah, so you were getting chased by mannequin. First, first you're there, the disembodied hands that chase after you, and um, they basically like take a wine back and then launch themselves at you and wrap themselves, like, almost like face huggers in the yeah. Aliens get movies. Um, and then uh, you can you can take them out with a, a big blunt pipe. Um, and uh, if you're playing on PlayStation, which I was, if you uh, Hit them three times, they die, and then if you keep hitting them, you get a um, you get a trophy, which is just called "and stay dead." <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, and then uh, after that, you meet mannequins, basically these hor- horrifying mannequins that have like what, what are their heads? Their heads are like machinery. I, I'm not sure. It looks like they're just the whole body looks like they're just made of um, of like cobbled together medical prostheses. So you, you've found a torch and um, the bulk of this air, the hospital is in pitch black um, and whenever it's dark, and um, the, um, the mannequins can move. So, but if you shine a light at them, kind of like booze in Mario, they'll, they'll stop. Um, and uh, there's some excellent moments in, in yeah. the hospital. 
just the, the, the jerky, fast way the mannequin... Like, the first time you encounter that mannequin, and it just, you can just like... You hear him rattling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely terrifying. One, one thing I will say as well, unlike the first game where a lot of it takes place in the dark... This game is actually like mostly fairly well lit. Like you literally yes. only you only get the torch for the hospital section, and then the torch breaks and you don't need it again. Yeah. Um, so once you kind of like you, the mannequin section is sort of like you're trying to find power. These little like kind of uh, what's what's the word for like fuses essentially power fuses. Yeah, that's right. To, yep. To power up a uh, an elevator, and once once you get those, you go to the next section of the hospital. With the doctor So the doctor is this like Grotesque obese man That scuttles along from the roof Scuttles along the ceiling uh, And he's the one putting these mannequins together If you like If you stop and you watch him work He's like picking up bits and pieces And fitting them to bodies And stuff like that I will say that I found it very disappointing That there was no foreshadowing of the doctor In the earlier part of the hospital Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I guess the foreshadowing is that he's making these things. I know. Someone's but, making uh, these things, yeah. Like, all that, all that needed to happen, in my mind, is just in one of the scenes with the mannequins, you see his shadow in the background, like, scuttling across the ceiling, putting a mannequin down, and then scuttling off. That's all you needed to kind of set yeah. it up. Um, yeah, so after that, um, the hospital part... Um, well, I mean, the hospital, the hospital, you do actually get to kill the boss at the end. That's true. You had to incinerate him. Very it's fun. Got, it's got that great little creepy moment where Six sits down in front of the incinerator and like warms her hands as the doctor burns. It's like creepy, but also kind of sweet. It's kind of sweet, and there's because all of the all of this is leading up to. And we'll get to the we'll get to the ending in a minute because there's also there's the moment in the school where like you're creeping up on one of the bullies, like you need to go across the room to get a pipe, and as you're going, making your way to get the pipe. Six is making a beeline for the bully, and she just jumps on this thing and like beats Smashes his head, his head in. open with with her there, bare hands as well. Yeah, there's a part okay. in the hospital where if you you come back to where like you need to go away from Six for a while, and when you come back, she's just like breaking the fingers on one of the one of the mannequin hands that's around. <laughs> like there yeah. are all these because I when I finished it, I immediately went online and started reading stuff about it. And all these people were using these little moments just pointing to like, oh, Six is actually a psychopath. Like she's she's not a nice character. But anyway, you finish you finish up um, the hospital, then you make your way to what I call the you know, it's essentially the third section of the main game, which is all the T V puzzle stuff. Yep. I I thought some of the T V puzzles were some of the best puzzles in the game, I thought. Like just a really yeah. cool, really cool new mechanic to introduce. Absolutely, and was, yeah, it it, it uh, injected a lot of fun into the game after the um, how scary and the and like you know stealthy you needed to be in uh, in the hospital part. It, and it's got all those great moments where like because as you as you make your way through this section, there are people who are just standing and staring at the TVs, and I, I died a number of times trying to work out solutions to some of these puzzles. And these people are actually terrifying because they don't technically have faces. They're like all, they look like Salvador Dali paintings, and when they come near you, they're like kind of like raw, TV like, static. like sound waves. Oh, static! And then you, you just get destroyed. You kind of like yeah. it kind of rips you apart. Yeah. 
But there are all these great... The moment there's a TV on near them, they'll immediately concentrate on that TV. So there are all these... There are a few great moments where it's like you have to switch a TV off, run in a, like, crazy chase sequence, and then switch another TV on, and suddenly everyone calms down and you're fine. Yeah, I love that you lose your torch, but you gain a TV remote. Yeah. Very fun. Uh, uh, and we, should say, we should say in between all of the sections You come across televisions throughout the game And you have to tune them essentially And then you get little glimpses I guess of who's behind it all um, yes. And then so you, you finally meet him in this part of the game He's a tall man in a hat Yes The tall creepy man in a hat And for the second time in the game Because one of the, one of the times in the school uh, Six gets taken from you you get you get yes. trapped you get trapped in a locker in the school and the bullies kidnap six and you you eventually come back and find her a little bit later um, she's strung up in the bathroom for the second time in the game you lose six the tall man comes out of the TV and snatches her away from I thought she had died <laughs> um, I mean yeah well but that's the like as you play on a bit more she actually appears in a TV screen. Yeah, and you try to help her, and then I think that bit leads on to the tall man chase. Yep, Ooh. which is a very very fun. What a sequence! But except for the part where I got to, um, you have to like drag a stool over to then climb up um, to escape. And um, the first time I died, and then uh, every time I respawned, the stool that you needed to drag over wasn't there. Oh, Just crap. one of many very fun bugs, so I had to restart the game and reloaded oh, my save, and there it was. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta say, I played on Switch, and I, it was, it was pretty damn stable on Switch. Yeah, bizarre that PS5 would be the, um, the unstable version. Yeah, so you finish, you 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 do this chase through all the train cars. You finish the train car chase, and then you have the showdown with the tall man, which you you described as as. Boring because it's literally it's the same as when you do the TVs. You tune the TVs. It's just you move your joystick to a certain spot. Yeah, it's it's a mixture of boring and um, wondering if you are actually doing the right thing. Yeah, I definitely I died first time around because I'm like I don't know if I did that correctly. I then worked it out second time around and breezed through it because it's not hard. I think it is. It's it's one of those things where it's like you've just come through that incredible train chase. That's a bit of a letdown in terms of taking on the, the tall man. But then you yep. enter the last stage of the game, which is the, the broadcast tower. Yes, um, where, where you kind of make your way through a labyrinth um, where it does that thing that a few puzzle games have done where you have to go through the room with the music playing through it. Um, yes. There's multiple doors. If you go through the wrong door, you just restart in the same room. Um, but as you get to the top of the tower, um, Six is there. She's enormous. She's like an angry, crazy beast version of herself. Um, furiously kind of like, uh, not furiously, like calming herself with the music box from the first game. Um, no, well, it's from the from the very beginning of the game when you find her oh, in the, the room. Game. Oh, right. That's where she's got the music box, yeah. Right, there you go. Um, and uh, you have to basically get the axe, an axe and, and over four different scenarios, uh, Chop up the um, the music box, and um, as you when you finally destroy it, Six is returned to herself, and then the world that you're in is like this like Cthulhu. Who's the dude who created Cthulhu? Uh, HP Lovecraft. Yeah, it's like a Lovecraftian nightmare, like void of like eyes and and flesh. gross guts and flesh, kind of, and they, and it's kind of half chasing after you, half kind of closing in on itself, and so you have one big final escape, um, and. Uh, 
as you have many times in the game, uh, run on a big jump and, and Six reaches her arm out to you. She catches you and then she holds it for a little moment and then she lets go and you fall down into the fleshy void below you. Yes. Um, and then you make your way through it and there's a chair atop the fleshy void, atop of a particularly uh, purple uh, mound of flesh and uh, you climb into the chair and many, many years go by and it turns out that you become the tall man with the hat. Just uh, yeah. sorry, I'm moving around, but yeah, absolutely bonkers reveal at the end, and that's why that's why I immediately jumped online and started reading as much as I could. I should, I'm going to leave this in too. John has made his way from one room of his workspace, like his work, to another room, one one office to another. That was very cool, fun to watch. I had to I had to get power. I'm running out. Of, I'm running out of oh. power on this. That's a, yeah, you, you, you didn't know how much you had to say about Little Nightmares 2. Um, um, yeah, so the, 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 this is the kind of, yeah, it's basically you, you play the big bad of this, or who you thought was the big bad of this game. You, you turn into that person. And I guess creating a loop that, that in turn you've created six who is, I guess, the, 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 the big bad of this game. Because that's the, like, some of, some of the theories surrounding this is at the end when, when, when you make the jump and six grabs you, she lifts you up and looks at you, and this is the first time Six has seen you without a mask during the game. Right. And so some people are like, she realized that you will, you will become the tall man. She knows who you are, so she drops you because you're an enemy of hers, essentially. Oh. Some, some think that she, she is the big bad of the kind of shared Little Nightmares world, and you are just someone who will get in her way. Yeah. Or you know, she, you've got she's got no more use for you anymore. You've you've gotten her out of this situation. You 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 helped her through Pale City. She doesn't need you anymore. Other people think that she drops you to preserve the time loop. Right. Because if Luber she breaks effect. if she breaks the time loop, she she will lose all the knowledge that she's gained of the world so far. So she needs to keep the time loop in place. Um. Some people, like I said, they just think she's a psychopath based on how she acts <laughs> during the game. There yeah. is, there is a thing, if you rescue all, so scattered throughout the game, you'll find these little, like, glitching silhouettes of children that you can walk into and collect, essentially. They're one of two collectibles for the game. The other one is hats. You can find hats throughout the environment. I found four hats. I, I haven't checked how many weird holographic children I've, I, I ingested. Yeah. Um, so if you find them all, you unlock a secret ending. And the secret ending is basically, it's six standing in a room. And I think it's implied she's just kind of come through a TV to get there. Uh, her shadow like lengthens out on the floor in front of you and kind of looks a little bit like the tall man. But her glitching shadow is standing and looking at her. And mm. it's sort of like... So she's see- lost her soul. To, to an extent, yeah. And you see her pointing... The, sh- the glitch is like pointing down at something. And it pans down. It, it pans a little bit down. And you see that the glitch is pointing at like a, a colourful flyer that has the moor on it. The, the island from the first game. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, sure. That's fun. So implying like you should... This is, this is sort of where you're heading next. That's cool. I'm... I'm... Did you get? Did you watch it on YouTube, or did you get enough of the I things? Watched, I watched it on YouTube. I had to see it 
Like same as the same as the secret ending for Inside. The moment I finished Inside, I was like, I need to see the secret ending in this game. I don't have the time or patience to play through the game again and satisfy the conditions needed. Just put it in my brain, please. Yep. Thank you, YouTube. But um, I think I think there's there's gonna be another little nightmares game. Okay, I hate to burst your bubble, but this is uh, I, I'm I guess I, I pay more attention to uh, bo- the boring side of video games. So Bandai Namco um, published the Little Nightmares games. Of course, they're made by Tarsia Studios. Mm-hmm. Last year, Tarsia Studios were bought by THQ Nordic, who are, or I mean, I don't even know if who, who um, it's they're even called. They've got a funnier name, um, Tarsia THQ. Um, so the parent company of THQ Nordic called Embracer Group. Okay. Um, they at the end of 2019, they they bought um, they bought Tarsia Studios for 10.5 million dollars. Wow. <laughs> um, and uh, they made an announcement that um, they ha- they will not be making any more um, Little Nightmares games um, what? because because Bandai Namco Namco owned the license. So Bandai Namco could get another studio to make a Little Nightmares game, but Tarsia Studios will not be able to work on another one. Oh man, that's that sucks. Yeah. Hopefully, um, okay, well in that case hopefully Bandai Namco choose to finish or continue the uh, the story of 6 just cuz I need to know how she winds up in the moor. You sure do. Um, yeah, so that's. I mean, look, I'm. I teething, teething issues or you know, pains around movement aside, I think absolute fantastic game. This is this is definitely making the top five of my games of the year list so far. Uh, I think story, vibe, um, and uh, and mood, very very good. I'd be very surprised if it makes mine, but um, just because I, it, it was like. Like I was like, I'm doing it for John for a lot of right. a lot of a lot of this game. No, not really, but like I just I've, I I think I, I was just blown away by how dated some of the movement made this game feel. Like it looks so new, and some of the ideas are so groundbreaking in it. But the uh, movement just pissed me off so much, man. I look. I think this comes down to we have we have we have different tastes and expectations when it comes to games. Yeah, this is definitely a puzzle game, which is your jam. Like it's a, it's yes. a horror puzzle game, yeah. So yeah. yeah, you're the you're the puzzler. I'm the jumper. <laughs> Sweet. And together we form all the small games. All the puzzly jumps. Um, so that is our, our review of, of Little Nightmares Two. I mean, hopefully we do get the, the continued adventures of uh, of everyone within it at some point. Um, but uh, until now, until then. That this is our I don't know whatever I wrapped the episode yeah. up hooray yeah. um, so uh, we've, this, is a, this has been a very long episode but if you want to find us online uh, facebook.com slash all the small games or at twitter we are at all the small game um, most importantly though find us on patreon and uh, come join us in the uh, discord server plus getting uh, the join our game game club what are we calling it game, game club? of the month club that sounds great yeah, Come not? play some games with us, and um, and uh, I guess you know let's let's start a community of uh, of people who love uh, small games as much as John and I do. Uh, so yeah, it's patreon.com slash all the small games. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks so much uh, if you decide to join up. We appreciate it. Yeah. See you guys later. Bye.
Hold on one second, John. Someone's at the door. Keep it recording. Okay. You are. This is this is live. All the small games, guys. Levens is off answering a door. I'm sitting in a dark room in my office. It doesn't get more real than this. Now, in if you subscribe to our Patreon, if you subscribe to our Patreon, uh, we might introduce a new tier, a more expensive tier, where I sit in an even darker room while we record. Uh, so maybe like maybe it might even be multiple tiers with multiple levels of darkness. I might be in pitch black. I might even have my my laptop screen off while I record. So I literally cannot see anything as, as I record. Maybe maybe we'll have another Patreon tier where uh, where Levens brings the people he meets at the front door in and uh, they join the podcast for a period of time. We, uh, you know, we, we find out what these people's knowledge of small games is. Uh, I mean, the person you're hearing now, who, who even knows what kind of small games the guy at the door was playing before he came <laughs> to knock on Levens' door? How much of this do I need to leave in? <laughs> uh, I talked the whole time, so have fun. That's, okay, okay, Have great. fun going through that. Hey, uh, another person has come to my door. Sorry, I've got to give a package off for one second. All right, so if you were supporting us at a hypothetical higher level on the Patreon, Levens would currently be inviting this person onto the podcast right now. Uh, to have a chat, maybe they've finished Little Nightmares 2 as well. Maybe they have a, a theory about who, who Six is and her motives. Uh, you know, y- you won't find out on the uh, the free version of this podcast. So make sure you head to patreon.com slash all the small games to, uh, to, to throw us some support. You know, we've got a $5 level at the moment. But like I said, maybe in the future we'll introduce like a, a $20 level or a $30 level. Where you get the uh, you get all the podcast bits of Levens bringing people who come to his house inside and uh, us having a chat with them about their experience with small games. Um, I mean, look, there's definitely there's the game of the month club, which we're really excited to get started. And uh, you know, one of our one of our first stretch goals is going to be um, all the I believe all the board games is the working title for it. That'll be the uh, the podcast of Levens and his son Archie. Uh, going through board games, I'll probably be a bit busy with my uh, my newborn daughter at the time. Um, but, I can't uh, wait to hear what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tell you what I'm talking about. You need to go back through and find out. Well, okay, I'm, that's... Going, I'm going. I'm going to get all these bits and put them at the end after the episode. This is going to be the secret ending. You need to collect you... all of the uh, the holograms of of me and John's past selves throughout the episode to unlock the the, the, the proper secret ending. Or you could just go straight to YouTube. And find out that Levens turns into John. <laughs> yeah, they were the same people. That's the all loop. Along. 